This podcast is brought to you by Friends of Compassion Podcast. Let's go to Psalms 149. Let's look at verse 4. NIV. Psalms 149, verse 4. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. It's a beautiful scripture. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Today, who are God's people? those who have received what our Lord Jesus Christ has done on the cross for them. These are God's people. And you are listening and you are not God's person. You can. You can receive Jesus Christ at the end of this broadcast because it is imperative to be God's child or God's daughter. So let's take it again. Verse, verse 4. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Yes, time and time again, how the Lord tells us to humble ourselves. Because He Himself, He resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. So, every time we are learning, in fact, He Himself is teaching us how to be humble. He said, take of me, or learn of me, for I am meek, or I am gentle and lowly in heart. Learn of me. That's what Jesus said, learn of me. But the point we want to stress here is this. For the Lord takes delight in his people. Please, let's go to Psalms 18 verse 9. Psalms 18 verse 19 verse 19 NIV. He brought me, this is what David said. He brought me out into a spacious place. Who did this? The Lord. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. One more time. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Holy Spirit gave David a revelation that I believe is the key to all deliverance. Here's what David said. He said, the reason why God rescued me from all my enemies from all my sorrows. The reason why God did this is because I am precious to him because he delights in me. Yes, he delights in me. Verse 19 again. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Today, we can also say the reason God delivered us from the devil, from sin, from darkness was because he delighted in us. When we read Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 to verse 14, please let's go there. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 to verse 14. New King James Version. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. Who? God did this through his son Jesus Christ. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. God did this. 
And then verse 14, in whom, in Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins or the remission of sins. The reason why God did this is because he delighted in us, or we can say he delights in us. Christ has delivered you from all your enemies. He has delivered already on the cross. He has delivered you from Satan. Yes. The Bible says Jesus Christ through death, he defeated him who had the power of death, that is Satan. He has delivered you from the power of Satan, from Satan, your enemy. He has delivered you from sickness. The Bible says on the cross, God laid on Jesus Christ our sicknesses. Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 8 verse 16 to verse 17, I believe verse 17 says, Himself took all our infirmities and took all our diseases. Himself, He brought them, He took it. Another enemy, lack and poverty. This is what the Lord said. He said, The thief comes in order for to steal, to kill and to destroy. But He said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. One version says, I am come that you might have life and have it to the full. Also, in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, the apostle said, We know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich for your sakes, he became poor, that through his poverty you might be made rich. So, lack and poverty also has been taken care of on the cross. God did this through the work of his son Jesus Christ on the cross. It's paid for, it's done. By the blood of Jesus Christ. Why? Because he delights in you. Do you need deliverance from temptation or trial? Do you need deliverance from a problem that is far too big for you? The key to your victory is in the opening verse. Psalms 18 verse. Let's read it again. There is something there for us to see. He brought me out into a spacious place, a broad place. The first thing that the Lord did, he has done that for us. Say amen. Yes. He rescued you because, the reason is given, because he delights in you. That's what Psalm says. That's what David said, the psalmist. He rescued me because he delighted in me. So today I'm telling you, God delights in you because you are precious to him. When our Lord Jesus was baptized in Jordan and he came out, the Bible says the heavens were opened to him and there was a voice from heaven that said, This is my beloved son. This is my beloved son in whom I delight. Hear him. This was before our Lord started his work on earth. Even before he did any miracle. But, please listen to this. But, Knowing that the Father delighted in him, Jesus, our Lord, he went into life and won. And this is what our Lord said. Jesus said, the Father loves you the same way he loves me. If these words came from the mouth of the Son of God, then it is true. God loves me the same way he loves his Son, Jesus Christ. God delights in you. Say this with me. Say, God delights in me. Yes. One more time. God delight in me. Knowing this, knowing this will make you win in the affairs of life because God Almighty delights in you.
if he delights in you, he is going to be with you and he is with you. And if he is with you, he is for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you and what can be against you? It's a great blessing to know that God delights in us. You are so precious to God that he gave up his son, Jesus Christ, for you. John chapter 3 verse 16, he says, For God so for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that anyone who believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Again, in Romans chapter 8 verse 32, he says, He, God, who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? This is a strong proof that God delights in you. God gave up his begotten son, his one and only son, for you. The word delight is a beautiful word. Delight. It's a good word. It means to take pleasure in. Or it means to be pleased with something or someone. So we can say God takes pleasure in you. God is pleased with you. God is pleased with me. If God who is bigger than all takes pleasure in you and in me, then we don't have to live in fear, in worry, in regret. Because you and I, we have the most powerful being breathing on our side. Yes, in John chapter 10, I believe, our Lord said, He said, My Father is greater than all. He said that. If God delights in you, that means you are the most joyful person in the whole universe. Yes. Just think about it. The one who made the universe. The one who made everything. The one that at the end of the day, everybody is going to give account to. He loves you. If he delights in you, then you are the most joyful person in the whole universe. Praise the Lord. <laughs> These thoughts are throughout the Psalms. Let's go again. Please go with me again. Let's go to Psalms 147, verse 11, NIV. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. This is a beautiful scripture. Yeah. Let's take it again. The Lord delights. I believe you have opened it in your Bible, right? You have seen this in your Bible. And I read Psalms 114 verse 11. The Lord delights in those who fear him. Please don't let the word fear thrill you. This is what it means. Reverently. Okay. Reverential fear. This is what it's talking about. And... What at all can actually produce fear, this reverential fear in a child of God? What at all can produce this kind of fear in a sinner? What at all can do that? What can produce this kind of reverential fear in a sinner and also in a child of God? Please, in Psalms 130, verse 3 and verse 4, this is what it says, and I'm quoting. If you, Lord should mark iniquities. O oh Lord, who could stand? 
verse 4. But there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. So there is huge forgiveness with God that he might be feared. This is one of the things that can produce fear in a man, in a sinner, and also in a believer. Let's go back to Psalms 147 verse 11. The Lord delights in those who fear him. This is the first delight. The second delight is this. The Lord delights in those who put their hope in his unfailing love. The Lord loves that when we believe in his love for us. God wants you to hope. God wants you to believe in his love for you. What I'm telling you now is that God delights in you. That's, that's the whole point of this message. God delights in you. You are precious to the Lord. Well, you may think, um, this is sweet. This is just only a lovely thought, something like that. No. Please, no. This truth is much more than a lovely thought. Why is it important for you to know that God delights in you? Why? First point, number one. It is the key to your deliverance from every battle that rages in your mind and your emotions. It is the key. Knowing that God delights in you is is the key to your deliverance from every battle that rages in your mind and in your emotions. Number two, it is the secret to entering into the joyful, peaceful, and the rest God has promised you. It is the secret, knowing that God delights in you. You know, you waking up knowing that God Almighty, He loves you. He has already purged all our sins. And when our Lord Jesus Christ purged all our sins, the Bible says He sat down at the right hand of the Father. He has purged all our sins. He has totally forgiven us and He has made us His righteousness. When when these thoughts go through your mind, I'm telling you, you're going to be joyful. You're going to be calm. You're going to be peaceful. Because there is no sin consciousness between you and your Father in heaven. So, Point two again, it is the secret to entering into the joyful, peaceful, and the rest God has promised you. Isaiah had a revelation of God's great delight in us. He had a revelation like that. He prophesied in Isaiah chapter 43 from verse 1 to verse 2. New King James, please. And this is what it says. But now, thus says the Lord who created you. Oh, please put your name there. Oh, your name, oh Doris. Oh, by the way, Doris is my wife's name. Yeah, Doris, but my wife's name. Oh, Yao. Oh, okay. And he who formed you, oh, put your name there again. Powerful. Who formed you? This is what God's saying. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You're mine. The reason why he's telling you not to be afraid is this. Three things that is said here. Three things. The reason is, the first reason is, I have redeemed you. Not will redeem you. I have redeemed you. The first, I have redeemed you. The second reason why he's telling you not to be afraid. I have called you by your name. The third reason, you are mine. Isn't this beautiful? We are His. We belong to Him. 
Verse 2. This is what God is saying. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. The prophet had a revelation. He had a revelation of God's great delight in us. Yes, he said, fear not. You are mine. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Isaiah was talking about what people go through spiritually and mentally. Israel at that time was in captivity. And God sent them a broken-hearted prophet, that is Isaiah. That prophet told them, this Isaiah told them, God wants you to know that you belong to him. See? How knowing that God delights in us pays a big time. How knowing God delights in us helps us. The prophet told them, the prophet told them that God wants you to know that you belong to him. Yes. God wants you to know that he loves you. Right now, you may feel overwhelmed by trials that threaten to consume you. Or you have sinned terribly and have fallen. But God turns to you and says to you, I still love you. The same writer, Isaiah, in the same chapter. Let's look at verse 4. And I'm reading from New American Standard Bible, NASB. Isaiah 43, verse 4, NASB. This is what God says. Since you are precious in my sight. See that in your Bible? Yes. Since you are precious in my sight. Since you are honored and I love you. I will give other men in your place and other peoples in exchange for your life. Honestly, I don't know how the Lord is going to do this. But this is good news to me. And that is why it behooves us to be born. It, it is imperative that man should be born again. That is why it is good that man should be born again. So that we can be on the right side. You don't want to be on the negative side of God. But he, he won't send these things. No, we have a devil out there, Satan, that is doing all this havoc to mankind. The Lord said, Satan, he has come to steal, kill, and to destroy and one reason our Lord came, this is what the, the apostle said. He said, for this purpose, for this reason, that the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So, we know the one who is doing all this evil, not God, Satan. And so, it behooves us, it behooves man to be born again. Adversity, challenges, troubles, they come to all. Come, come to the unbeliever, comes to the believer, comes to the sinner, comes to the righteous. But the good thing is, for the Christian, there is something that God does for them. Adversity, challenges, and troubles, they come to all. God does not always keep them from coming, but he does promise this. This is what God says to us. He does promise this. I will walk with you through it all. See how it's important to be born again? When you have become his own, he walks with you through it all. When you pass through the waters, God says, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. 
all because he delights in you. This trial or circumstances, they will not destroy you. In fact, they can't destroy you because if God is for you, who and what can be against you? It will not consume you. I know it might be huge in your eyes, so big in your eyes, but God is telling you they will not consume you. God is saying to you, I take pleasure in you, my child. So walk on. You will come out on the other side with me beside you. This is all that I'm saying today. Believe in God's love for you because God is love. Lift up your voice and begin to thank the Lord right now. Just thank you and worship Him. Wherever you are, you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Pray this prayer after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for giving up your Son, Jesus Christ, for my sins. I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord over my life from today. I receive your eternal life into my spirit now and I receive your Holy Spirit. I ask him to come and live in me now in the name of Jesus Christ. If you pray that prayer, congratulations. You are a child of God now and God sees you as a son or daughter. God bless you. I want you to pray a prayer for you right now. Now, be the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead, the great shepherd of the sheep. Make you complete in every good work. Make you perfect in every way to do his will. Working in you what is well pleasing in his sight. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for downloading this podcast. If you were helped in any way by this episode, please give us your review and subscribe to receive latest messages like these. If you want to contact us on a personal level, please send us an email to the email address in the description below. We would love to hear from you. Keep on hearing and keep on growing. And remember that God is your father. Stay tuned for the next episode.